Welcome to Tastes of Life, a podcast from Heart and Parcel about food, language and community. I'm Claire Courtney, a director and co-founder of Heart and Parcel. We're a Manchester-based food project working with people learning English from different communities to practice English language through cooking together, eating together and sharing recipes together. For our third series, we collaborated with a group of English language learners who wanted to record their own podcast episodes. They then set out to interview the owners of some of Manchester's most exciting independent cafes and restaurants to discover how their love of food brought their businesses to life. This podcast series was made possible by Forever Manchester. In this episode, Heart and Parcel learners Leila, Bahime and Hurie take a trip to Chorlton to visit the wonderful Nepalese restaurant Little Yeti. Over a Momo folding lesson, they speak to Ona Nitti about her entrepreneurial spirit, the creativity in her food and the advice she has for any of you aspiring food startups. Uh, we are in Chorton in the Little Yeti restaurant. Here is Nepalese street food. Uh, there is some beautiful flowers here, some uh, wooden pictures here. I like here, yeah, very nice. Yes. Hello. Hello, ladies. Hi. How Hi. are you? Yeah. Are you okay? Good, thank you. Yeah, nice. I'm just, I want to know, tell me, what is this in front of me? And tell me, one ingredient, do you use it for uh, make it this one? So here I have my Momo wrappers. So basically, we, you know, our dumplings, our South Asian dumplings, we, this is the thing, the outside, that we, we wrap it with. And I'm going to show you in a minute how to wrap our Momos, how we wrap it. And then I'm going to steam some, and you can try some as well for you. Um, it's basically just made out of uh, flour and water and we just it's all about ratio, temperatures and like how much you uh, mix it all together to get the right consistency and then what we do is after we've um, mixed it all together and got the consistency that we want from the dough uh, we basically roll it out and then we, we roll it through the pasta maker so that it can make it like thin and then we cut all the pieces out and then yeah, we individually fold every single dumpling that we sell in this restaurant. But it's one of the main reasons why I opened my restaurant in the first place. I think for Nepalese people and anyone who's been to Nepal, everyone will know that momos are extremely important to Nepalese people and they're also extremely delicious and we love them. I was very passionate about momos from a very young age, eating them mainly, but I just thought, you know, when I open my restaurant, I'm going to focus more heavily on on these things because I think that they're really special I think they're very versatile and I think that there's so much you know there's so much you can do with them as well like you can express the flavors if you want them to be spicy or mild you know you can make them dessert if you wanted to and I just I love them I think they're really cute so hopefully you will too yeah, yes, and could you please just explain about this one is this uh, I think so it's same as vegetable or something yeah, like that yeah so it's a mixture so this is our chicken momo mix so basically it's a mixture of um, chicken uh, we've got like spring onions in there onions we have our own masala mix which is what gives it the flavor 
and then uh, what we do is after we've got all of our ingredients together we mix it all together so we have our, everything is, is freshly cut everything is all the masalas are put in so all the ingredients really come through and we're basically during the cooking process whilst it, we steam it all the juice from the meat and the masalas build up so the flavor is really lovely on the inside like with a lot of dumplings you'll find that a lot of the flavour will come from the sauce that they put on top of it, whereas with our dumplings, all of the flavour comes from the inside. Yeah. Also, I can see a nice sauce here. Could you please tell me, it is uh, you make it with yourself? Yeah, from scratch, yeah. Uh, uh, so basically, uh, every family, every Nepalese family has their own recipe for oh, achar. Yeah. So basically, even if somebody opened a Momo restaurant tomorrow, um, they're own recipes or the mama will taste completely different to for example ours and again and again every family has their own salt preferences spice preferences so mm-hmm. uh, with with our achar we we focus on like making it a bit more richer in flavor some people prefer more subtle flavors and a bit milder it also depends on who's making it on the day. So if my mum's making it, it's going to be really spicy. Oh. My mum has no spice perception. <laughs> so whenever I, whenever you see an achara and it's kind of that colour, I always warn the customers, like, I didn't make it today. So oh. <laughs> be, beware, be wary. It's always delicious. Yeah. It's just, you know, the spice is questionable. <laughs> but basically, it's just nice like a... Colour, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. lovely. It's like a tomato base uh, chili sauce, and then we use like garlic, we use fresh onions, we use, um, uh, we fry that all up, we put our masalas in as well. Oh, yeah. um, and after we get the ratio and the flavor that we want, we basically um, cook it all together and then we blend it all, blend oh. it all up. And then with the fresh chilies and stuff, we add in our second batch. So the first batch will be our mild achar. Mm-hmm. So it's got all the flavors in there, but no spice. And then on the next batch, that's when we add all of our chilies in. Yeah. 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 And that's what creates yeah. that color. Yeah, it's very nice. it's <laughs> great. Very good. And um, how can uh, made uh, make oh, yeah. this? Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to show you how to fold the momos. Um, I'll just do like maybe one or two. But basically we fold them all by hand. So we hold it in our hands like this. And then we get um, our filling. And then it's normally like about just over a teaspoon. Mm-hmm. And then we fold it. So I just like pull like this. Mm-hmm. And then like this. And then just goes around like that. Each momo that we have, different fillings, mm-hmm. um, they have different folds. So this is our chicken momo. Oh. It's not the most beautiful momo that I've ever made, but yeah. that's basically roughly how we make it. Um, beautiful shape. <laughs> thank you. It is very cute, nice. isn't very it? Yeah. And basically, um, yeah, does anybody want to give it a try? Anybody want to try? I don't know, maybe. Yes. Yeah, you can try. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. First, spoon. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And, and then, then and then another one here for me. And then basically, I just pinch it, mm-hmm. and then I push with that finger, and I push with my thumb like that, and close oh. it together. Yes. So then we begin pleating the momo like that. And then we just go in a round circle like that, pushing just the next bit over and over and over. And it creates like a round shape. And then for the top, I just do that. I just push it in. Mm-hmm. So it's got a little lid. 
That's beautiful. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I'd eat them. That's a, like that this. looks very complex and I love that too. That looks great. <laughs> nice. Look at this. <laughs> Mama <laughs> expert. Do you I love that. <laughs> Niti, do you need oh. help? Yeah. Help? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do we actually. Sometimes come here <laughs> and help you. <laughs> I like cooking. How many years? you have this business? Yeah, we've been open for nearly four years. Um, the first year was, you know, interesting. It was like a learning experience for me. I opened it with my brother initially. Uh, me and my brother, we made like a really great team. We're very close in age and, you know, we had a really great time. But then obviously after the second year we had COVID and then the third year we had COVID and then this year we have everything else. So um, it's been a crazy experience. But, I mean, all of our customers have been so supportive. Everyone who has like tried the food has been so lovely and that's really what's kept us going, I think. I appreciate you because you have family business. It's very important, you know? Yeah. It's a good group, I think. Because one of my friends tell every every time when I, I want to go to a restaurant or somewhere, you know, you, you tell me, please go to family restaurant because, you know, we must encourage them and we must, you know, help you their business. Yeah. I think it's a very good idea yeah. for business, family. I appreciate it. When I initially had my um, business plan and stuff, I, I was going to do it on my own, and then I just thought, this is way bigger than what I think I can do. So then I was like, Mom, will you help me, please? Like, fold the momos with me, and she is like, loves it. She loves my mum has owned businesses in the past, so she's well into it. So my mum helps me fold the momos. My brother was helping me um, with my back of house stuff. Like, my fiance worked as a bartender for free for an entire year. Like, my best friend was working it. Basically, anyone who I could get to help me, I got to help me because. Um, I needed there's so many different parts in running a restaurant and I was just felt like you know better than to get overwhelmed and run yourself down ask for help and and it really it really makes all the difference like my fiance absolutely loves working here my best friend he's, he's just recently moved to Ecuador but he talks about the Yeti every day he misses it here and it just creates such a lovely vibe as well like everybody here loves what they do they love each other and it, it really shows in the service and also the food because so much effort goes into it but family businesses for sure I would I try my best to support as many as I can any any even if it's not just family if it's you know just an independent business I try my best to to only buy from there if you have something that you want to cook and have people try I think that being in hospitality having your restaurant and going out and seeing people enjoying your food there's no greater joy speaking to customers like really getting all the lovely feedback and things it it really it's such a lovely experience during like service hours I do basically a little bit of everything and um, luckily now uh, I've got staff which is great so then they will help me like waitressing or in the kitchen um, and I'll just kind of be like floating around so wherever people need me I'll be so if we're a little bit understaffed on the floor I'll work on the floor as a waitress but I feel like I've worked as a waitress in my own restaurant um, since the beginning because I felt like it would give me really great insight into what the customers really like and what they want in terms of flavors, in terms of textures, and also in terms of atmosphere and service. I feel like 
from day one where I started to this point here, I wouldn't have, <clears throat> I wouldn't have been able to tweak everything and you know smooth everything out had I had not put myself um, in a position where I directly was able to deal with those things. So I think for people who are running businesses, I think making sure it's also it makes it personal when the customers see that you've cooked the food you've been there and you know you're, you're there serving them and you're, you're so passionate about what you do it really really makes a difference because it makes them want to eat your food if I'm not saying that you work every single day because it's very difficult to do that but I think putting that effort in, in in the beginning doing the groundwork for your business is really is really great idea for me as well because I was completely new to it the experience that I gained and the the intel that I got from the customers was difficult but also very useful yeah <laughs> could you please just show us now how can make it this one yeah of course yeah. i will okay i've got the steamer out there yeah So basically, we put our mummels inside a steamer, and it takes. We have to wait for the water to start boiling, so it produces, starts producing loads of steam, and it just it's the steam that cooks it. And then basically, it takes about 15 minutes for us to cook the mummels, and you just have to make sure that the top isn't sticky, and then it's ready to go, and then we'll eat it. <laughs> but uh, for example, if you want. Uh, uh, to fry this one, we yeah. can fry it? Absolutely. Uh, what I would recommend is to steam it first and then to fry it, oh. just because the wrappers will go very hard. Whereas if you steam it first and then fry it, it gives it, it keeps that sort of nice oh, yeah. uh, kind of squidginess, which is nice. Yeah. yeah. And my friend asked a question about the picture. You know, yeah, so here is it, uh, Choco Momo, uh -huh. and uh, you writing about... Uh, someone can serve with ice cream. Yeah. Oh. How, how can So with our chocolate momos, we, instead of using flour and water, we use uh, puff pastry instead. Mm -hmm. So uh, with, we, put our, we get our puff pastry and then we make it into a round circle and then we get chocolate or biscoff, um, any sweet filling, mm -hmm. and then we fold it into the shape of a momo. Um, and then we deep fry it so it puffs up and it goes nice and gooey in the inside and we serve that with vegan ice cream it's all completely vegan our, our desserts yeah. and yeah so it's a big hit people really love it I, I mainly did it vegan because I want to obviously start increasing my vegan offering and I feel like because it's so delicious anyway as a vegan offering it, it's, it's one, one size fits all kind of thing like everyone can enjoy it yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed with dumplings. I'm sorry I've bored you with this entire thing, just talking about dumplings this entire time. You have to be this obsessed. <laughs> what advice do you have for people who are just starting out now? Trial everything. Try everything, like whatever cuisine it is that you're thinking of selling. Um, there are lots of options for you uh, before you actually go in and open a restaurant. When you have your ingredients or whatever it is that you're looking to sell, try markets first. If you go into markets, like for example, Levin's New Market are super helpful. They really love taking on new vendors and people who are trying out their own startup businesses. I think go there, try out your cuisine, see how the feedback is, if people enjoy it, if they don't enjoy it. 
by doing that you can build your own client base already you're already building up that little client base and you're also getting to see how you work as well how quickly can you get your food out are people enjoying it are they not enjoying it what can I do next maybe the next thing is going to be a hit but it's fantastic for new businesses especially food ones to gauge you know how well their, their business will do if they were going to open up their own restaurant who is it that wanted to open um, a business is it what kind of business were you thinking I don't know at the moment now but my husband likes some business it's a small business very small business but at the moment I don't know why okay fair enough well I mean I would really I would recommend it to anyone obviously because you know all the responsibility lies with you it's it's it is very stressful and it can get very stressful but there's nothing like it you'll feel so fulfilled and happy and it's it's fun you get to be experimental with things that you do as well I would recommend it you should definitely go for it yeah it's, it's so be, hot. It's going to be seriously hot, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And so what I would do is just... Do you like spicy food? Yeah. Yeah? Little bit. So hot. It's so delicious. Thank you. Okay. So it's spicy. It's not today. It's so spicy. Oh, my God. It's so spicy. Yeah, it's so delicious when it's spicy. Yeah. It was good, but a little bit spicy, but it was yummy. <laughs> yeah, I like it spicy food and delicious. Thank you. Yeah, delicious. It was delicious. It was very good. Thank you very much, Niti. I'm happy to be here. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and uh, I, I think uh, come here for uh, it because uh, delicious food you have, yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, thank you. Thank you for coming, I appreciate it. Thank you for even taking interest in my tiny little restaurant. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you so much. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Tastes of Life. If you'd like to find out more about Heart and Parcel and how to get a copy of our new cookbook from home to home, please visit our website heartandparcel.org. You can also subscribe to our YouTube or follow our social channels using the handle Heart and Parcel. The interviews in this series were recorded by our Heart and Parcel learners, Mariam, Gila, Naba, Ala, Leila, Fahime, and Huria, supported by volunteers Hannah, Penny, and Carrie. This podcast was edited by me, Claire Courtney, with technical and editorial support from Kieran Hansen at Kenoa Films. The title music is Women of the World by Ivor Cutler, arranged and performed by Matthew Ashworth. This series of podcasts was made possible by the generous support of the Forever Manchester Auto Trader Community Fund. Taste of Life is a Kenoa Films production for Heart and Parcel.